The analysis, I had somebody say to me, well, I'm going to have to make this decision. It's a really bad one. I'm just going to have to burn everything down. I'm going to have to destroy everything. I'm going to destroy everything. And I said, says who? Says who? How about just be curious about maybe something else is going to happen that you haven't considered, right? But if we can be curious, it gives us that, for me, that feeling of just pause. Let's really, we don't know. Let's give us some space, give us some air. Maybe that losing that client's the best thing could happen to you. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. Welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. I'm here with life and recovery strategist, George Snyder. How you doing, George? I'm great. Damon Frank, it's really good to see you again. This is fun. Great to see you. And we have an interesting topic today. It's called stuck in sobriety. And if somebody's listening to this right now, they might be stuck. And George is going to share some wisdom with us about how possibly to get unstuck. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, how do you say it? I mean, I've had people call me and they say like, I'm just not getting, getting anywhere, you know? And, And I feel like my life is really small and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And I'm, you know, I'm sober, I'm in recovery, but I'm not, it's not getting big. I want a bigger life. I want more. I want, I didn't get sober to have this little tiny, sad life. Right. Who doesn't want that? You know, George, I think let's define what being stuck is. Sometimes you're not stuck in sobriety. Many times I felt like, Oh, I'm stuck. I can't get past this point. I'm never going to move past this point, but really I wasn't, I I wasn't stuck. It's just my perception of where I thought I was, was stuck. It wasn't that I was really stuck. Things were actually happening. I just couldn't really see them happening. Right. And a lot of that has to do, Damon, it's my experience. It's our ideas uh, and our language, but what we're talking about, I, I've, to me, I've seen there are three basic impediments. They're big. They're identified for most of us as skills that we want to develop, but they get in the way. And the first one is memory. You know, uh, he's got, she's got a photographic memory. Uh, he's got a great memory. You'd think memory would be a good thing to get you ahead, get, get bigger life. You know, that's a skill you want to develop, but it'll hold you back. If what you're using your memory for is to focus on all the ways that it didn't go right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And when you say memory, what are you actually talking about? Is that really just past experiences or what you automatically recall? Because I know when I feel that I'm stuck, I'm really, it it feels like you're in a loop, right? It feels like you're in just the circle and it's like being lost and you end back up at the same tree that you started out. Right. Right. In a lot of, you know, in 12 step programs, they talk a lot about resentments and how we rehearse those resentments in our heads over and over and over in minute detail. The person that rolled their eyes at us, the guy that cut us off in traffic, the the disappointing response mom or dad had when we came home in pain and they're like, get over it. And we can see the place, see the room, see where our memory goes into hyperdrive. Right. And it, recall that recall total recall makes it so vivid but all that does is really to focus us on the past focus us on the and not and hold us back from what it is we want and the solution the solution for that is not amnesia forget that forget that 
It's not. Amnesia doesn't do you any good at all. Deny, and the worst and worst in serious cases, uh, it's denial. But the solution is be present. Be aware. Do you, do you think, though, too, that, I, I, you know, I've always found that it with memory, I think a lot of people think that alcoholics, especially alcoholics that have gotten sober are somewhat tough, really tough people. They have a very thick skin because they would not have survived. Like we would not have made it this far if we didn't have some sort of endurance, right? Or toughness. But what I found with this whole memory thing is, is that alcoholics and people with addiction issues, for the most part, I would say are really kind of hypersensitive. They might not show you that something in the past or something in the past that they're reliving through memory still bugs them. But deep down inside, it's actually motivating them. It's motivating their actions and their perspective about life. Yes. I mean, the the classic, oh, uh, alcoholics are uh, emotionally immature. I, I find us some of the most extraordinarily intuitive, empathic people because we are, uh, alcoholics can be so sensitive. I am, I can be so sensitive and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when it comes to reliving the experiences, our PTSD, if you will, um, in serious cases, but reliving that memory of the hurt and harm in the past, it can really hold us back from moving forward. Right. And I think as a as a coach, George, you've you, you've seen this a lot, probably with the focus on the memory framing the present tense. Right. So you 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 use the word resentment and that's a perfect example of reliving this uh, a situation that happened over and over and over again. You yeah. know what might have happened at a family function when you're at 12 doesn't really apply if your boss is upset because you're late on a work project, right? The two have nothing to do with each other, but this past memory brings that back up. So once you get that, if you feel that you're stuck, George, what would be your advice? So one would be memory, right? You got to like frame it correctly, I assume. And then what what do you do? Okay. Well, then the the solution is not to forget. The solution is not to, to amnesia. The solution is not to deny, but the... A, a tool, a key is to be present, to focus it as, as often as recommended as meditation. Let's get present. Let's be here now. Let's focus on the room. Where am I? Where am I? What am I wearing? What am I feeling? What are my feelings right here, right now? And help us shift our focus, our concentration out of that past and into a present moment, Right. Yeah, I love that because, you know, so much of recovery is about what's really going on. It's like what's going on in the outside world. Oh, this person seems upset or I feel like I'm not giving what I need to do here or I'm upset because I feel like I've been slighted. The, the, what we think is going on and then what actually really is going on. You know, I always tell people that, you know, people have gotten over it long past the time that we have, we, we have an argument with a significant other, you know, something happens at some sort of a conflict. Mm. We're still framing and living in that awareness, you know, a month, two months down the road, they've forgotten all about it. A month and two months or years, years and years. When did that happen? 
that I can recall that so vividly. How old was I then? How old am I now? And can I shift without judgment? It's not about judging. It's not about forgetting. It's not about denying. It's about let me pivot back to where we are right here and right now, right? Because yeah, often my reaction is a, is a huge tool in order in, in order to do that. And, and what you just said is, you know, somebody might be listening to this and says, yeah, I'm having a hard time with that. I have a hard time getting I, I'm, I'm between the past, the future and the present. Right. And I've noticed that when you first enter into a recovery lifestyle, what happens is that there's a huge pull. I'm in the past resentment. I'm in the future about what might happen, anxiety and fear. And then I'm a little bit in the present, but typically the present is uncomfortable. What I've found, and I, and I love your thoughts on this, is that the more and more and more that you use rituals, the better and better your recovery gets. The longer and longer that you are recovered, the more uncomfortable it feels to be in a past resentment or in a future trip out. I want to be much more in the present right and there are ways to practice that there are ways to because here's the here's the here's the it's we're always in the present we're always here we're never going to be back there we're never going to be up there or away from here it's always going to be the present but tomorrow will be the present it's always in the present moment that's where the power is but we forget because we're drawn back and this gets us into a whole other topic of time but we're we what we want to bring us back what time is it? Where's the light? What am I feeling? What, are, what is my sensation? What are, where, what's my body saying to me? There are tools that working with people, you can bring us back. Come back. Here you are. Where are you? Where are you? What do you hear? What's, and there are meditations, sound meditations. So just, just listen to the sounds. There are, there are breathing, our breathing. Come back to the breathing. Come back to the heartbeat, right? The second one, I think uh, it's important to remember this again, a skill we give, we're given these skills. We're told develop these skills and you'll get ahead in life, kid. And the, so it's memory, have a good memory, photographic memory. And the second one is analysis. You should be good at analysis. He can really analyze that. He's a really good at analyst and that analyzing a situation. But here's the rub. When you're new in recovery, when you've spent years in an addiction, you may not have all the facts. It's a whole new world. So you may be, your analytic skills are based on possibly a very, very limited range of knowledge, right? And so the solution is how about instead of developing a, a, your analytic skills, how about be curious? How about just be curious? I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what he was thinking. You know, we can be very bad psychics. That's the other trick, as you've seen. You know, that guy just cut me off in traffic. Yeah, the analyst, the, the analyst is great. You know, I, when you said that, I, I, I pictured kind of like almost like the CIA they're in, they're analyzing all these facts and you know, what, what you said about being a bad psychic, I found to be the case. You know, I, I remember when I first came into recovery, I had a saying that I said, do you know what this means? Like, oh, this person said, do you know what this means? And finally, somebody who'd been around for a long time said, yeah, I know what exactly it means. Nothing. <laughs> it means nothing, right? Yeah. And, and, and I found, and, and that really upset me. I was, I, was, I, I was pissed off about that for a long time. But I realized it was like, you know what? My, my analysis over what I think things mean is wrong most of the time. Yeah. What typically it means is nothing. 
It means what I want it to mean. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I have a, I have a, a friend, I used to call him the bad Sherlock Holmes, because he's one of those guys that would pick up on a tiny detail and turn it in because, you know, I, like many alcoholics, everybody else has got the rule book, everybody else knows, and I've got to pick up the cues, I got to pick up the clues, you know, or you come out of a blackout, and you're in a meeting, and you're like, I can handle this, I, I can figure this out, right? He just called her Mary. So uh, that must, she must be bad Sherlock Holmes. He's got mud in his shoes. So clearly he grew up in a, no, dude, 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 dude. You, 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 it's a terrible, how about just relax and be curious. Guy, a guy cuts me off in traffic and I'm like, bastard. And my friend says he's in a hurry to do good. I'm like, well, how do you know that? And he said, and how do you, how do you know? You don't, you're analyzing. Yeah, this bad analyst, I think, is such a great tip that you've given us, George, because I feel that what what happens when you use these three things, right? It's like you have this past memory, then you're unable to stay present in the present tense about what's really going on. And then you give some sort of recap. You write a short story on what it really means. That's totally incorrect, right? What happens next, I find, is that you take bad actions Right, based right. off bad analysis, right? Right, and and the and the and then you wonder why people have really horrible responses, right? To you, yeah, yeah, They're reacting badly to you. No, but if you can pause, and this is another sort of tool, pause and just be curious. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know. You don't know. It, it's not a terrible thing to not know. Just be curious. I wonder, I wonder. Be in wonder instead of, oh, I know what that happened. I know what he was thinking. I know what she was thinking. No, you don't. How about you don't? But- yeah, and giving it, I think, enough space too. Like, you know, in 12-step groups, it says more will be revealed. And I think that's true. Is like, I don't have, you know, a lot of times things have been maybe, I've gotten some information in recovery. A lot of times I get information. It's not really, honestly, even after the analysis and being in the present isn't really the best news for my life. Maybe it's a, a doctor's diagnosis or it's a, it's, it's a business situation. And it's just like, oh, you know what? No, this isn't super positive for me, but I think more will be revealed. Um, I, I think is such a great line because if I give it some space, a lot of times there's an opening to ref- a reframing happens. Wow. I'm so upset that I lost that client. My life is over. Well, by losing that client, let's say, I was able to get two more clients that were much better, right? Mm-hmm. I never would have known that that would have happened if if I would have just painted it as, well, it's over. Yeah, and this is exactly it. The analysis, I had somebody say to me, well, I'm gonna have to make this decision. It's really a bad one. I'm just gonna have to burn everything down. I'm gonna have to destroy everything. I'm gonna destroy everything. And I said, says who? Says who? How about just be curious about maybe something else is going to happen that you haven't considered, right? But if we can be curious, it gives us that, for me, that feeling of just pause. Let's really, we don't know. Let's give us some space, give us some air. Maybe that losing that client's the best thing could happen to you. Maybe I would say that the best, the best recovery advice that I've ever received was in and doubt, do nothing. And, you know, and, and, it, you know, unless, unless a wild pack of dogs are chasing me, um, I, I don't really, or a car's barreling at me. Sometimes there's, there's a real thing, which I call alcoholic confusion. 
that has nothing to do with when the last time that you drank, right. you know, um, it could be decades. Sometimes I think as alcoholics, as recovered alcoholics, we trap ourselves, George, mm. we, we trap ourselves in our own analysis yeah, and it, and we know we're making bad decisions. We know we're necessarily saying things or doing things that are going to have not necessarily positive ramifications, but almost like in an obsessive compulsive way, we really can't stop the train from moving. And just that simple tip about the pause, the pause. The um, allows allows the present to reframe what's possible. And not in a punitive way, not in a, you don't know that. I've heard that. That's not, that's not helpful, but how, let's just pause and maybe let's be curious. Let's see. Let's see. Let's give it some air. Let's give it some room. Much of what we think we know is coming from people that raised us. Well, but they too were working from a limited framework, right? And then closely related is the third, which I just think everyone says, oh, imagination. He's just got such an active imagination, such a vivid imagination. Not always a good thing, but, you know, you'll hear that. You know, I was told as a child, you have a vivid imagination. We can let our imaginations run away with ourselves. We can get caught up in that fear, you know? So, George, what if somebody's listening to this right now and they're really caught up in the fear and maybe they've been caught up in the fear for a long time. And they're like, man... I am sober, but I am stuck and things are never going to change. If you had to give them one piece of advice, what would that be? I, well, for the, your, your imagination's running away with yourself, running wild, just pause, be open. Let's just be open to what it could be, right? Let's not think we know. That takes us back into that analysis. Let's be curious, be curious. And then let's set aside all that memory of all we think we knew and what, and oh, how vivid it all was. And oh, I saw it. I know what's going to happen. I know because I saw it before. You don't know. You don't understand. Oh, okay. Let's just be, where are we now? Where are we now? Where am I now? Let's be present. But I mean, you, you can't do this by yourself. This is why you need that community. We've talked about this in previous episodes. You need that group. But with people in recovery, in your community, you can get that experience of being present, being curious, being open, and bring down that volume and set aside these so-called skills that you've been working so hard to develop, right? Sussing it all out, figuring it all out, remembering that, don't forget that, oh, remember this, and then that'll take you... Bring it all down. And oddly enough, ironically, in contrary fashion, as we hear so often, your life gets bigger. George, these are great tips. If someone's stuck and they need to get a hold of you and they need, they really need a new perspective, how can they contact you? Well, right here in Recovered Life, right? That's right. Go to recoveredlife.us. Recovered George is there and he responds back and we'll definitely create a thread. Uh, And maybe even a poll and ask if people feel that they've ever been stuck and what they've done to get out of it. What they've done. George, thank you so much. Great episode. Oh, Damon, thank you. This is always a treat. Always a treat. Good to see you. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. 
membership is free and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.